do a clap at the beginning. Okay. It's another beautiful day in sunny Los Angeles, California. The day is, what is it, April? May? March? It's March. March 15th. <laughs> it's a sunny day in Los Angeles. Tom Thumb looks at his watch and laughs. Time? Dates? These have no meaning. I'm a Tom Thumb LARPer. I have to work from 9 to 9. Then I put on my, my small feather cap I got from befriending a bird, and I scurry around Los Angeles, gallivanting, seducing married millennial women. That's the first topic I want to talk about, is that the, the true relationship goal of twenty post-2020, Zoomer male millennial woman. Absolutely. I have heard this from inside sources. Within the millennial sphere, the women who know what's what are no longer interested in the millennial male. The average millennial male is pretty, pretty deeply fucked up. And this was my theory as to why the average Zoomer male is superior. And it's because so many of the Zoomers are incel. So many of them are internet failures that the ones who do make it out are already primed. The millennials did not have the swallow cycle that the Zoomer did. The Zoomer is already a Tom Thumb, having escaped several swallowings. I think the, the millennials didn't know they got swallowed, depending on what kind of Zoomer are. <laughs> depending on what kind of Zoomer you are you were able to cut yourself out of the belly of the beast and you knew you were getting swallowed maybe around the ages of like 14 to 12 8 10 11 something like that you saw the internet start to swallow people millennials were already geriatric by the time they found out they were addicted to buzzfeed most don't even know they are they're talking about Zelensky as um you know harry potter or <laughs> captain america or something and uh I think of that a lot, but uh, at the same time, was talking with a friend of the pod who was telling me, millennials are going to be the boomers. They're going to be the largest age demo very soon. And it's like from 2028 to 2070, they're going to be in the same way all marketing for a period was targeting boomers. It's now going to be at millennials. And he was predicting there's not even going to be a Gen X president. It's just going to skip to millennials, which makes me think... <laughs> we're, we're in for a doozy Harry Potter taught in every public school only Harry Potter it is theory but we will have like it, we will memory hold JK we'll have a new author I bet JK Rowling reads unqualified reservations mm -hmm. I bet she's a Moldbug fan she's been accelerated Moldbug. She's working on the next Harry Potter in, in collab. CCRU's ultimate goal. Um, hyperstition moment. Moldbug at the Brockhampton concert. This is going to be the new hot meme in about three months. Is going to be Minchus Moldbug appearing at youth cultural events. Now that um, COVID has ended and all the 
forces are churning. The raves are happening. The $20 Zoom raves are translating into the physical. We're now going to see countless, countless attempts at unifying distinct, unrectifiable aesthetics of the internet. There's going to be think pieces out the wazoo. There's going to be L.A. Times. That's right, not New York Times. L.A. Times. Theory pieces on niche piss-maxing subcultures. And Moldbug will find his face at every, every gathering of young people. I can taste it already because, like, every event we've gone to that I'd say is relatively tangential to the internet been recognized and that's kind of a kind of a scary sign it's like the meme analysis fan the MIA fan is out put them back in <laughs> stay <laughs> inside it's too dangerous we need you on the goon bus letting you letting you loose among a party is, is a dangerous idea you're not ready it's coming the time is nearing but we need the debriefing there needs to be a debriefing Two, two thoughts come to mind. One is um, we're going to be doing PTAs. Uh, any of the MIA agents who have been out in the field drowning under changing geopolitical conditions and different counter signals and frequencies telling them to do different things, to come on different sigils. Damn, there's an airplane going by. Let's give it a second, and then I'll keep talking. Look, mommy, there's an airplane up in the sky. Okay, so we're going to be doing PTAs, and we're going to need y'all to come in and talk about your performance with uh, your parents and your teacher. And uh, message in, uh, you know, DM Meme Intelligence Agency, and we'll, we'll set a time for each of you. Agents out in the field, you know. Who Those who have pages. This okay. is not an open invite for DMs. Yeah, no. This is, this is uh, second what of you doing. Another hyperstition, a really good one, is Vibe Camp. Chris, what is Vibe Camp? Respect the vibe. Embody the vibe. There, there, there has been a pretender. There was a pretender to the Vibe Camp recently, and I'm going. I'm going to. I think MIA. We're, we're making. We're taking an official stance. In many ways, we seeded. We seeded the vibe. If you go back in time and you listen to about a year ago, almost exact, yeah, it might be a year ago exact, when we went on Contain and played Vibe or No Vibe for the first time publicly, from that seed, there have been many flowers, but they are but tiny buds. The fruit has not yet grown, grown ripe. But at our vibe camp, it is to be a veritable, a veritable orchard. The vibe will be plentiful, and we will sow the seeds by shitting. I'm gonna eat that delicious fruit. It's not a vibe camp without a death. There's always fear in letting go. 
with that interlude. Horse C1, care to speak of it? So, went on the OK Schizo podcast called Pondering Podcast, and during the Q&A, I saw there were, you know, people that I wanted to talk to, and friends of mine in, in the, the audience. So we had my friend Aeneas. You could find her on TikTok at, like, sa.saint. And we talked about ideograms, Chinese ideograms, which I developed an interest in through my studies of Ezra Pound. Now, an ideogram is like, kind of like an Egyptian hieroglyph, but a little bit more lettery, wordy, where they take images. So you take the base symbol, a pictogram, and then transform it slightly into a word. So it retains shape characteristics of an image, but is also a word. Um, now, these are in many ways the root mimetics. Ideograms are the root memes. And this is why he used them in his poetry. Now, Horsey one he developed a symbol, a meme, for his kind of chaotic magic system, which involves, like, rotating a horse in your mind. Um, you, you've probably seen his stuff on TikTok or Instagram. He's pretty prolific. Um, and so after Aeneas and after the ideogram conversation, we talked to, we talked to horse. And the next day, Horsey One is posting about this connection where the Chinese ideogram for horse is literally identical to his symbol. The symbol is a stick figure horse, like legs and tail, but the, the head is an eyeball with eyelashes. And I was asking him, like, how did you, why did you form it that way? He said, horse head's too hard to draw. I made an eye. And to me, that was such a beautiful thing because that's undoubtedly how every ideogram was formed. It's like, we don't got time to draw a horse, bro. We <laughs> gotta make it an eye. It's easier. I have an alternate theory. Okay. Who would the ancient Chinese associate the horse with? The Mongols. Mm -hmm. What is the eye? And tarot. God. I think of the tower. Yeah. The, but and the universe. Both have the eye. The I energy. think of the restless spirit of the Mongols within that area of the world. It's a hyperstition. Well, the war. horse is definitely... It's a war machine. Yeah. The horse is war. Well, my, we kind of have the card of it out here in my cigarette case. Mm. The Sagittarius with those legs and the eye. You know, the Sagittarius isn't... The centaur is an inherently warlike figure. Only Chiron is a peaceful, intelligent fellow. The rest of the centaurs, he's, he's one of the good ones. <laughs> the others are beasts, savages, brutes, who murder and pillage. And a lot, one of the theories about, this, about centaurs, like the formation of centaurs, is that it's just literally the Greeks saying horse, horseback riding um, tribes of warriors 
are you know they're depicted as uh, monsters. Mayans and Aztecs thought the same about white invaders. They thought the men on horseback were one thing. It is uh, also a hyperstition of um, Americulta and men atop. I mean, yesterday we saw a whole slew of men on bikes, motorbikes, like a whole, maybe a hundred of them, all unified in their their gallop through Los Angeles. This makes me think of um, something that happened earlier today, which I think will be, it was the sign to talk about Americulta in this, but I was coming to meet Chris and uh, our podcast producer at Mini Kebab. Uh, interlude as a sponsorship from Mini Kebab. Mini Kebab, Los Angeles, best Armenian food in existence. Finest Armenian food. The official sponsor of the podcast. Go go there, Mini Kebab, M-I-N-I. In K- Glendale. A-B-O-B. Um, but we were going to meet there, and I was running late, partially because I was helping someone who couldn't get out of the parking garage, this woman... I ended up paying for her ticket because her cards wouldn't work on the reader. And she repaid me uh, with two bills, which initially I thought was a five and a one because it cost $5. I didn't really look. And then after we had gotten in the car together, Chris and I, we noticed it was two $2 bills, which that is the official currency outside of the $1 pack. The $2 bill is like the second tender. It's like manufacturing currency as opposed to the, you know, the reserve. Um, The $2 bill, it opened up the book. Maybe just the first page, but Americulta. Let's talk a bit about Americulta. It's, It's been a long time in the coming. And for those of you who have bled the strangeness from the myth of the internet, there will be some familiar um, symbolic frames. Because in truth, there is only one myth. There is only one myth. Now, I see America. And when I see America, I see the one God. The Divine Father. And I'm actually going to first, instead of going straight into like my schizo reading, it's important to kind of show some of the symbolism that the Founding Fathers themselves were drawing from. Um, you know the Betsy Ross flag, the 13 stars in the circle? Mm-hmm. Um, did I ever tell you what Jefferson said about it? I vaguely remember. I remember there's, there's a really good poem about seeing it for the first time. It's like some AP U.S. history ship. That, that's what it conjures. Well, he, he says, this flag announces a new constellation in the sky. Nova Constellatio. And that's one of the great coins, one of the great early U.S. coins. And it's the eye in the, the, eye in the triangle surrounded by, um, or it's just an eye, I think, but surrounded by the 13 stars, the 13 colonies. And... 13 is the new. There are 12 stars. And America is the 13th. America is the new, the new destiny of the world. This was kind of the occult aim of the country. And so 
there's language that Nathaniel Hawthorne uses. It's really beautiful, where it's like the satyrs and nymphs fled west. After, after the industrialization of Europe, all of the great spirits and gods needed to go where it was wild and new. They had to make it new. And so the one god, in his disappointment with Europe, the failure of Europe, goes to America, and this is Jupiter. Now, Jupiter has two faces. There are two forms of Jupiter. He, is, he rules two signs, Pisces and Sagittarius. And these are the two great flows of the country, which can be encapsulated in Hawthorne's story called uh, The Maypole of Marymount. Now, you, if you're an American, you've likely heard of Plymouth, of the Plymouth um, colony. So, and you've heard about the pilgrims, so you've heard, like, oh, these Puritans and pilgrims, they all came over and were super strict religious people, but, 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 there were pagans. There were libertine colonists as well. Namely, what about like the Oneika community? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's like the polygamous utopian Mm. one. I'm talking Thomas Morton who founded um, Marymount, which today I think is Mount Walpole um, in Massachusetts. And they were straight pagans and they had maydays they celebrated maydays they had the maypole they danced they were actually friends with the indians and were far more sexually liberated and just not you know puritan christians and of course the plymouth brethren despised this now this drama between a strict religious puritan work ethic and a kind of free loving pagan vibe tribe this is the narrative that would come to form nearly all American culture, you know, between the man and the hippie, the slacker. And this is, like, best encapsulated in the ultimate American religion of the Church of the Subgenius, between the conspiracy, the pinks, and the normals, and the subgenius slacker, who is purely interested in cultivating slack, Now, this is really the essential base narrative between those who vibe and those who seek to control and distort the vibe. Tom Thumbs versus Job Havers. (laughs) The Bohemian life. Rambo. Rambo is undoubtedly a Marymounter. Like, and that's why he did. He he didn't flee, flee to America. He flew to Africa. And... He vibed hard as fuck there. Dealing guns and coffee and befriending African royalty. The man vibed hard as fuck. I think, um... You shouldn't give too much of it away yet. Yeah, that's the base. That's that's, that's the base. I do have a tie-on alternate um, ending in the event we are to lose... Whatever's happening at this moment, we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the war, but uh, in the event things shift, the energetic currents 
take hold in a new place. I think the Mongolian horse hyperstition is the alternate ending, or it's a con conciliatory type of uh, Americult vibe. Undoubtedly. Because like, in truth, it is not just America. This is a narrative taking place universally. I just think it's vital right now to determine what... Because America is the new thing. It's the undefined thing. Makes me think of... Um, you want a passive income. A Tom Thumb has revenue sources from everywhere. A Tom Thumb can wake up late, can go have a croissant and smoke one, one or two cigarettes. <laughs> um, but that is the, the NFT seller, the, the crypto haver, the money out of thin air versus the selling your wage for time. Oh and my gosh, disgusting. That is why we've revealed recently the true founder, the true identity of Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> it is J.R. Bob Dobbs. He made Bitcoin. He made money from nothing. The greatest scam in history. I think that will be a big moment when we decide to, to reveal the true nature. We go on with Biden. They're like, we've had a rogue group of uh, <laughs> intellectuals. <laughs> Memetic assassins uh, investigating some of the deepest secrets of the United States in an effort to clear up what Trump effectively established, the deep state that he put in place during his four years, the bait and switch, where he, he basically was just talking about what he was doing. Biden, in an effort to sway elections and, you know, provide clarity and, uh, intellectual integrity will have us go up on stage and talk about our investigation and how we figured out uh, basically the first lecture will be titled Donald Trump hypnosis speech predictive programming did you see he um, I don't think you would you would you would be on this beat but the Nelk boys are yeah this, he got his podcast okay. taken down but the fact that they even had him on I don't know who the fuck they are. They are, do you know Barstool Sports? Mm -hmm. They're kind of like Barstool Sports, but I would say a but little bit. But they are bit. actual frat boys? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, they're Canadian dudes who started a YouTube series. <laughs> Fun on, funded, by, funded by Gavin? Maybe, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, or whoever his, his shadowy funding is that, that founded all those, those horrible organizations. Um, but... The Nelk Boys were like YouTube pranksters turned, um, they have a thing called Full Send, they kind of like stole it and made it their own thing, but pretty much, they had Trump on and I was just like, this, this is fucking so smart, this is like such a better intensive interview than, I don't know, anything that happened with Trump during the entire stint of his presidential, like, it was a great interview, I was watching clips, I was watching it, it was, it was awesome, naturally, it was vibing. What happened? He's like talking about calling Kim Jong Un. He's like <laughs> revealing state secrets. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's just at what is it, Mar a Largo? How do you say that? <laughs> yeah, Mar a Largo. Mar a Largo. Mars Argo. Mars you can Argo. just go there and hang out with him. We should do an MIA episode there. <laughs> yeah, now that he's doing podcasts, like. <laughs> 
you should get a sub stack. Oh, if anyone for has an invite, we need to get on the Truth Truth Network or whatever it's called. What's that? Trump's social network. Oh, okay. It's like Is truth. It invite only? Yeah, right now there's a wait list. All right. We have a couple people who are promising us, but I'm sure an MIA fan could, could skip us to the front of the line. The MIA needs to be integrated into every social political field. We need agents everywhere. Which is to say we have agents everywhere. We need more. There's never enough. It won't be enough until every single person on every platform is an agent. (laughs) Is an MIA agent. Um, It's happening. The TikTok TikTok be popping off. People are are every, every day more mutuals are signing up as I'm feeling a profound feeling right now as though this location this recording location this secret base right now is going to be where we record more I can sense it I can feel like there are multiple episodes in this space alone outside? yeah just here I can feel it this is a profound innovation. We could smoke outside during podcasts. Who knew? Who could have? Who would imagine? Smogcast. All it took was asking the question. Who will call it? Who's going to ask the hard question? We're we're hitting fat weed tokes, <laughs> bro. MIA would not exist without marijuana. <laughs> Our favorite plant in the world. That okay. All right. I doubt. All right. All I can say is that I really despise drugs. Like, I think psychedelic brain rot is going to. That will be an entire area of millennial Zoomer crossover of sickness. Like, it literally. Fuck. Like, I, you can't speak with these people. Now, nah, bro. Psychedelics inspired meme analysis. Your channel is like trippy visuals to watch. Watch watch a meme analysis video while you're on like fucking forty grams of shrooms. Are they Trust in, me, are bro. they in grams? I don't even. They know. can be. The, the the LSD is in the UGs, right? Tiny micrograms. Yeah. Tiny things. Tabs. Um, let's talk about Dorian. Yeah, we our were good right. friend Dorian. My good friend Dorian Electra. An MIA sub project during the pandemic, a contracted out hire. We're typically not taking gigs this small, but the PSYOP of Hyperpop was basically a couple couple large scale firms were interested in finding a way to get kids to think Zoom rapes were cool. They came to us and they said <laughs> What did they say? He said, ah, we got all these artists. None of them making any fucking money. There's no, there's no cultural scene. We need you boys to go start it up. So we were, we were doing fat blunt tokes, and we had the great idea of what <laughs> if there was like a concert, you know, like physical events, but it was in a video game or it was in a Zoom call. Nah, like imagine. I think, I think you're for, you're forgetting. It was more like. More like, what if there was like an interstitial period where we made this really cool thing called a Zoom rave, predictive programmed it into people, and then we did them in real life. 
Like what, we if, what if Zoom? Rave? What if Zoom in real life? What if we could take out the element of physicality from going outside? The worst part, because uh, at concerts, at raves, at clubs, you have to be close to people, and it's dangerous. It's gross. It's you don't know who's out there. Well, that was one of the great. One of the great. Nothing uh, bad ever happens online. <laughs> one of the really great advancements was the idea of fursuits outside. Like first, I was thinking, that was, the, that, was, that was your contribution. That was a good one. I remember Dorian at the concert was saying, could you imagine where we would be if we couldn't have people wearing cat ears, furry heads, um, leashes, collars, all that good stuff at the concert? It would be nothing. We were petting, petting girls. Pet, pet girls. You know the the origin of pet is petite. I would believe. Yeah. What uh, what about like the Latin root? What's before that? <laughs> Just pet again. Just <laughs> tiny. Tom. Tom. Tom thumb. Tom thumb is not a pet though. We should talk about the Tom thumb. So Tom thumb, as like an archetypal stab, is too deep of a cut. That's like too many standard deviations, but. It was resounding when it happened. It was immediately held on to. And you can see different pages that are closer and closer to the norm. They were, they were reckoning with it. They knew the tiny male. It's not like manlet pill. No. Because that, that's foolish. Two different sides. It's, it's a very unexalted, disgusting version of Tom Thumb. It's, it's almost a crime to even compare the two. But once it got to the norm, the trend that Tom Thumb is currently being represented as is that soundbite on TikTok with the... Yeah, maybe we could have them added in and yeah. post. Um, but it's this, like, soundbite, and it has the caption, like... The, the most famous one is this dentist, and he's like, I'm such a tiny and petite dentist. I can't... Sometimes I take out teeth and I fall in, or I can barely even lift them up. You know what I'm talking about. That is the collective... The normies reckoning with Tom. Finding things that are just like Tom Thumb. For real, for real. <laughs> it's true. The, the archetypal explosions, I think, do generally start with things that are a bit too difficult. Like, no, that's, that's the nature that's of all That's just how it is. And Viber, no vibe, too, yeah. vibe shift. The, <laughs> but the, I think part of the success of the Tom Thumb meme is that it is an ultimate negation of the retarded like red pill physiognomy belief system where and I've been talking about this for years that only dudes are scopophilic only dudes are like damn bro you your your quads aren't big enough bro no girl wants to fuck a dude with tiny quads bro little um, did they know little did they know it's the tiny quad it is the tiny man and they, this is a man like Cope, like, the, the meme of written by a woman is all that needs to be understood. But you can't even understand it. No dude can be like, bro, I'm written by a woman for real, and then go be written by a woman. No, no man written by a woman would even think of such a thing. You need to shrink. You need to live your archetype. Because to be small gives one the ability to vibrate higher. And you need to vibrate higher. 
What about um? You, have you seen Succession? I don't think you have. No. Okay. There's this this character, cousin Greg. Is this the the Dasha show? Yeah. Okay. Is he um, tiny? No, he's the opposite. Okay. He's like the Slim Jim Gentle Giant. But I would say there's a similar vibrational. Um, he he's one that's more publicly recognized. Tom Thumb is on its like its way back. This is a decade for Tom Thumbs. Mm-hmm. The decade before it was for this like gentle sloping kind of like sedated. The Tom Thumb ten. <laughs> Honestly, that that would be a good LA Times like. Mm-hmm. Why why are women so fixated on the Tom Thumb look? <laughs> The fairy prince. Suspenders. Suspenders. Sub three foot height. Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> Feathered caps. Toothpicks as weapons. All of this. These are the aesthetics of the future. The aesthetics of the next decade. If you're still wearing hype beast <laughs> nonsense, go to Nebraska. Go to Nebraska. Buy a couple pairs of suspenders. This is... This would be really good for Midland to do a show. <sighs> a Tom Thumb all show. Tom Thumb. Well, I think the real... To me, the best... Not modern, but the most recent accurate depiction of Tom Thumb. Maybe two of them. I think it's... Um, actually, let's look... Uh, I can use the phone. I want to look up Bob Dylan's height. But... Uh, Atta Rambo, the drawings of him are to me like just beautiful depictions of Tom Thumb because he was so young. It's also it's Tom Thumb is not, I guess it's not like Danny DeVito. Danny De- DeVito is like a late stage Tom Thumb. He's a bit more trolly. I, I agree. I think with age, one can lose it, but Tom Thumb is an eternal youth, an enfant terrible, and Rambo. And early Dylan. Because Dylan becomes a troll, too. Um, I think it's Hezbollah. Yeah. He is... Eternal youth. He's like, he's got it. Right now. Like, he is the pinnacle. That video of... I love how people know the video of him. Like, he's standing in the car holding that little... um, I don't know what the fuck they're called. Like, they're the things that are up on the roof of a car. Inside of it, though, that you can hold to steady yourself. Mm. He's holding one of those, and it, like, pans outside, then pans to him, and it looks like um, Call of Duty or something. But everyone knows that video. I mean, it's, like, one standard deviation more to know Hezbollah lore. But he is the other... You know, we need we need Raincorp to do a think piece on this. <laughs> why, do men, why do women want Tom Thumbs? What were the other things you had for the pod? We got runes. Runes? Let's do some runes. What, all right, what are we going to pull a rune on? Vibe camp? Vibe camp. Oh, this is oh, this is a perfect one for vibe camp. It's what do we got? Burkana. Burkana. It's a B. It's like the B in Bluetooth for those listening who are not based rune, rune readers um, without the two tails. It's just like a tri- two triangles making a B. And it means sprouting. It means little things growing. I think it's, like, I think the glyph is titties. I think it's a breast. The B is breast because it's what feeds, what waters the growing things. Tom Thumb be suckling. 
not on the digital anima's breast, but on the breast of Gaia. He feeds himself off the earth, wandering. All he needs is a seashell, perhaps a snail shell, mayhaps a hollowed out log. The sustenance of nature is enough to keep him moving. The vibe camp is to, it's exactly what we said actually, where it's like, it's seeding. There's things that are beginning to grow, but they've not yet flourished. They've not yet given fruit. I'm come, thinking come of age. Austin, circa May. That's mm-hmm. the tentative vibe camp timeline. You want to pull on um, Goonbus? Interesting. This one is Fehu. F-E-H-U and it is wealth cattle wealth in the form of domesticated animals it's kind of the farm like um, what oh in Twin Peaks it's like where all the great criminals all the goons of the Twin Peaks world they all go to the farm it's where the arm wrestling happens yeah I bet you want to go to that place called the farm right now, don't you, Ray? It's funny, there's like this, um... Uh, I can't reveal too much too much about my, my day-to-day, but there is a type of uh, competition happening soon between... It's being co-hosted by Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's like slap fighting. And if I'm correct, the premise, it's much like the arm wrestling... Mm. They just slap each other in the face. It's like buff dudes doing it. But I do think... I, I, that is something I think in popular culture I am a fan of is the return of like physical fights as the like peak of the internet entering. Tom Thumb is a talented duelist. I believe it. He's a favorite in the court. Who's King Arthur right now? You want to say his name? <laughs> Perhaps a rune on New York, a venue. Ah, this is my favorite rune of all time. Pertho. It means chance. It's a game. It's a game of chance. It's joy. Who will have us? Pertho. Pertho is also the name of a June bug that I had as a pet. Before or after knowing the rune? During. It was when I first bought, not these runes, the last runes. Mm. Pertho. I found a Bible. This is some Los Angeles lore. This could probably be put into some memes, but I had a series of three sequential happenings the first of which was finding a bible on the street in Los Angeles when I was walking to a parking garage I picked up the bible and I stopped for a second while I was picking it up the second thing was (laughs) I got a ticket in LA because LA has the best regulatory practices they have one of the best governments at handling city or town-wide politics, county-wide politics. Honestly, everyone knows 
LA is the best at handling really itself. clean yes very clean um, full of joy and I'm, I'm sure this is this could be put on capitalism too because it's like a privately owned parking garage but I didn't display my ticket properly I was there for less than an hour and they tried to give me like a $65 ticket oh my god for not displaying my ticket properly and I stopped and I was like you know I'm gonna like fucking document this so if I if I get come after I could have some some proper photographic evidence for my litigation but I stopped and then it delayed me another maybe like 30 seconds and then I proceed to drive and maybe like two or three minutes later we're stopped at this intersection and we're a few cars behind the stoplight um, I credit these few cars behind as stopping for the Bible and stopping to look at the ticket and we hear like five gunshots um, very rapidly and then a car with tinted windows like flies by us and we see basically people just start to panic people are, are running someone's calling 911 I see a homeless man run into a convenience store and come out with like a payment processor this is by this point I'm starting to kind of pull away from the scene and I cross paths with the homeless man and we make eye contact and you know I'm pausing to let him walk in front of the car and then he kind of like ushers that I go first but these three events all in sequence that is the vibe at the moment <laughs> post vibe shift every every day in LA is like revelations <laughs> I'd, I'd had a very similar thought recently because I, I bought these new shoelaces and one, my right shoe, my right boot, was coming undone pretty frequently. And the kind of like silly spiritual justification was like, oh, you know, I need to get to a place at a certain time. And stopping to tie the shoelace is ensuring that things happen at the right pace. Like the little delays of life are life. That's not. It's not a mistake. It's not a problem. It's not even an annoyance. It shouldn't be. Like, it is the washing of the bowl that is zen. It is the emptiness of the bowl that is the Tao. So, when we have these tiny delays throughout our day, it's important to recognize. Like, this is what allows for the vibe to flow. Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. To rush is to break the vibe. When you feel like you have to be somewhere, that you're behind, that things aren't happening as quickly as you need them to, you are inhibiting yourself. I used that word right this time. <laughs> inhibiting yourself from vibing. The vibe cannot be planned, cannot be thought ahead. The vibe simply flows and gives thoughts, gives plans. Another plane. How wonderful. Uh, this is a really good podcasting spot. The revelation of smoking. Every podcast should be smoking. What are we at? 43? Any final words? Love 
is the most beautiful and astounding thing and the desire to control it, the desire to manufacture, to force, which is so often the case in the masculine, is precisely what prevents the free-flowing of love, of goodness. The vibe can only flow when you allow yourself to flow with it. When you attempt to control, when you attempt to keep and preserve, you are ultimately destroying the vibe. Your vibe. The vibe will leave you behind. Be like water. Be like the river. Flow. Be like the horse endlessly charging ahead into the future, into the new Aeon. Final note, we're going to be having some guests on soon. We've got quite the roster planned, so be ready for a brand new MIA series where we will be taking some of your favorite and the most important internet figures and cross-examining them, making them feel a little uncomfy. If you enjoy hearing our words, if you want to hear more words, <laughs> subscribe to the MIA Patreon and ensure the continuation of this tiny outlet of vibe. <laughs>